All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here. 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. Well, here goes nothing. Game four tonight. Can the Leafs at least make things a little bit interesting? We shall see. It's the Wednesday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga with you. Jay Rosa will be by for his thoughts on the game. Three hits with Rosie's coming up in about five minutes from now. Also, Bruce Boudreau returns for... Another visit on today's show. Can't wait to catch up with Gabby in about 10 minutes from now. Get his thoughts on what's transpired so far in the series. And uh, I'm sure, rest assured, he'll be uh, candid with his thoughts on his beloved Toronto Maple Leafs, who, again, are down 3 nothing in this series and find themselves on the brink of elimination in Game 4 of Round 2. It's still unbelievable to me. Not even two weeks removed from winning their first playoff series in 19 years that this team, unfortunately, is in this predicament. I don't know if everybody watching or listening right now, whenever you're listening or watching, saw the comments that came out of practice yesterday. And I have in brackets, they're doomed. But first and foremost, here's what Mitch Marner had to say after practice yesterday. You know, I think we've been saying it this whole time. I mean, we don't care what you guys say. We don't listen to you guys outside of this locker room. Uh, We're just focused on ourselves and uh, this group in here. How do you deal with pressure at a time like this? Like I said, just don't focus on uh, outside noise. Don't focus on really anything on social media. Like I've been preaching all year long and um, don't listen to what you guys are saying. I don't hear any accountability in his voice. So like the passive aggressive bullshit just has to go. Like I'm just so tired of this stuff. And at this point, just don't say anything. Like I I think it's such a bold faced lie to come out in the media and say, Hey, we're not paying attention. We're not reading this. Cause I know for a fact, some guys are, 
And I also know for a fact, you know, that they definitely see what's going on. Like you, you just can't make that claim in 2023 and be serious with, uh, you know, the way you put it forth. I just, again, the, the juju, the aura, uh, just the way the comments came across from Mitch Marner, we've seen that play before. I just wasn't crazy about it. And then to that, Willie Nylander said, I think it'll be fun tomorrow. Like who says that? The media asked him why, because that's when you have to play your best. Like, <laughs> I don't know, folks, I'm trying to be optimistic and positive about where this team is headed in this series down 3 trying to become the trying to become the fifth team to come back from an 3 series deficit. But then I won't lie, really, really alarmed to see sort of the uh, the commentary and uh, the thoughts and uh, the prognostications, if you will. I just didn't hear the right things. I don't know what the right things even are, but I just want to instill belief in the fan base and the team and everybody around them that this team can actually do it and nothing i heard or read or was said yesterday leads me to believe that is uh you know the case i just think they're missing sort of that oomph that confidence that killer instinct that belief that pride look across the ice at the way the florida panthers have been speaking how they've been playing it's just a really really scary predicament this maple Leafs team finds themselves in heading into game four tonight and again i just was not crazy especially about marner like just enough with that just don't say anything i I don't know why, you know, if it didn't bother him, why was he getting wound up about it? That's my question. But nonetheless, I digress. Remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out. At the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube. Additionally, we're available wherever you find your podcast. Again, so if you're watching right now and are not subscribed to our channel, I have no clue what you're doing. We have no clue what the Maple Leafs are doing. And maybe if you like and subscribe at the Leafs Nation 401, they'll turn things around and they'll win this series. Okay, so at the Leafs Nation 401, where you could subscribe. Don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest on all things Toronto Maple Leafs, thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. You can drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube, and we'll get to it a bit later on the show. Again, Gabby Boudreau in about five or six minutes from now. Jay Rozo's coming up. But first, let's get over the boards. So I won't spend too much time on this. Uh, in practice yesterday, we saw some new lines. We, we won't know officially until the pregame what configuration they're going to go with it. Uh, you know, appears Mark Giordano is going to be the seventh again. I don't know if they're going to go 11 and seven, but they went back to the uh, old reliable, if you will, yesterday with Yarn Croak, Matthews, Marner, uh, Kerfoot back with Tavares and Nylander. Bunting, I think better served to play on the third line right now. I want to see some jam from that O'Reilly, Achari and Bunting line. The fourth line's pretty much been the same for a long period of time. Of note, they've went away from this, this Brody-McKay pairing, which has been a nightmare. And now you put Brody... <laughs> and Justin Hall together, which I won't lie, scares the bejesus out of me. But at this point, whatever. I, I mean, I can't even address any more of this lineup bullshit because it's been happening for so long. They got so many players they want to throw in there. And again, uh, just a complete no-show in Game 3 when the season mattered most. And that's why I think the pressure is on from a fan base standpoint. Nobody expects this team to come back from 3 nothing, and the numbers would support that, right? So prove us wrong, or maybe prove us right. Um, in this scenario. So that's the expectations for lines for game four. Goes without saying, do or die time. Also goes without saying, like, I, I'm not telling you guys anything new here, but I think the biggest key for me is the core four. You have no goals through three games in this series. As Jay Rosa likes to say, somebody fucking do something. If they do, maybe they stave off elimination. Maybe they force another home game in game five coming up on Friday night. And the other two things I want to bring up, discipline and puck management. Puck management has been a tire fire even dating back to the Tampa series. When in doubt, get it out. Like they, they, they just try to be too pretty and too cute, get caught at the blue line. 
And the unfortunate part is it's, it's Toronto studs who are making the marquee mistakes, whether you look at Matthews, you look at, uh, you know, Nylander, Mitch Marner, even Ryan O'Reilly, a savvy vet, got into the act last game. It really is contagious when you start giving away the puck. And if they don't clean things up from that aspect and D-zone specifically, they're cooked. And uh, of no two, Joseph Wall confirmed as a starter. We expected this. We speculated that the last couple days. Upper body injury, they're saying, for Ilya Samsonov. Uh, he's not going to be available even to back up. So it's going to be Matt Murray backing up Joseph Wall. And this is why people were up in arms. Do not forget this last offseason when they acquired Matt Murray. When they got Ilya Samsonov, granted, it's a volatile position. Samsonov, for the most part, has been healthy this season. Murray, well, same old story for him. But that's pretty much all I wanted to say. I think at this point, everybody watching and listening knows what this team has to do down 0-3 in this series. So without further ado, here's Jay Rosehill. Three hits with Rosie. Welcome back to three hits. We got a game today, and I know everyone's pissed off, and we don't like where we are, but guess what? We're still playing for the Stanley Cup. This isn't over. If you want to bitch and moan and mope and everything else, we can probably do that if they lose out, but they haven't lost out yet, no matter how upset everyone is, that they are down three rip. There is a game up for grabs, and both teams are still playing for the Stanley Cup. So I choose to get behind this, and I want to see what they bring. I want to see their answer to that, because I promise you, they're as pissed off as anybody. They don't even look at Twitter. They don't even watch the news, and I, I, I'm, I'm assuring you, they know how shitty this is, and they're the number one people that this is pisses off more than us, believe it or not. As much as people on Twitter and whatnot think that uh, it hurts them more than anyone else, it's just simply not the case for these guys. These guys actually care about this. They've put their heart and soul to this. You don't get to be that good at hockey. I'm sorry. You don't get to be that good at hockey without caring about it. Like They've convinced someone to pay them $10 million a year because they're that good at hockey. And I know everyone's sitting there going, well, they're not that valuable to me. They, they can't win a series. Whatever you think about them, these guys have gotten to the point, perfected their craft to the point where they are such good athletes and so good at their job, someone's willing to pay them $10 million to do it. There's not very many people that can, that can say that. And you don't get to that point without giving a shit. And I assure you, they do give a shit. My question is, what are they going to do about that? And what are we going to see tonight? What are the stars going to do? I can't think over the entire course of the season where all four guys have been this cold and I know games one and two they had the chances going a little bit more for sure and it seemed like they're a snake bit and they're getting goalied a bit for sure if you get half of those quality chances in the first two games to go in they probably win those two games and we're not even having this conversation but guess what they didn't game three you think they're gonna do something different to really double down and say hey we deserve this series we need to be in it we're gonna do something about it now they absolutely did not okay that's how we got here we got game four coming up and we got to win one and you can't do anything special if you don't win this one. So I'm just going to sit back and not say a whole lot. We've said they need a good start. They've had a good start and loss. We, they've said we need our goalie to stand on their head. That's happening. We've lost some games and it's just, it's just enough talk. Go out there and show us what you're made of. I, for one, am excited for this game. I'm positive about it. And I think that, uh, I mean, there's nothing left to do but bring an A game in this series. We have not seen it at all. I know that's not three hits with Rosie, but I can't wait to see what these big boys are doing. I can't wait to watch that core four and see what their response is. I just want them to show us something. I just want them to show us something, and I believe that they that they will. Someone's going to step up. Someone's going to stand out. Someone's going to win us that game.
So a very somber uh, Jay Roseville for three hits with Rosie this time around, and uh, understandably so. It's been a uh, it's been a crazy ride to where we're uh, we're at now in Leafs Nation. The fact that this team finally gets over the hump in the first round, wins in six games against Tampa Bay Lightning, and then this is what they put forth here in the second round. But so be it. I mean, rather than dwell on Game Three and whatever that was on Sunday night, I think it's so vital. Uh, to just look ahead and, and try to stay positive and optimistic. Uh, again, it, it's a tough slope. I mean, nobody's saying it not. It's not. The fact that four teams, only four teams in Stanley Cup playoff history have done the unthinkable and have come back from an 0-3 series deficit. Hasn't been done in like 10 years now. The LA Kings back in uh, 2014. Having said that, this is why they play the games. You never say never. I think it starts with the first one and, and taking care of business. And then after that, you just stay optimistic and positive that you can continue to keep doing your thing here. So uh, it'll be interesting and it'll be fascinating. Again, many thanks to Jay Rosehill for stopping by with his comments there. Brought to you by new friends over at Skip. We're happy to tell you about Mitch's Dishes by Skip using the promo code TLN15 in the Skip the Dishes app. You get $15 off when you spend $30 or more on Mitch's Dishes. Please note this offer is exclusive to Skip. Additionally, a portion of the proceeds will be donated to the Marner Assist Fund to combat food insecurity. Skip is currently serving up game time eats across the GTA and Ontario in the likes of Brampton, Guelph, Kitchener, Toronto, Oshawa, and Waterloo, among other places. If Mitch likes it, it's got to be great. Did somebody say Skip? With that in mind, so happy to bring in today's guest. He's an absolute gem, big time, least fan, NHL head coach. It is Bruce Brujo. Gabby, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Can you hear me? I got you. The camera's a bit wonky. We'll uh, we'll make there you go. <laughs> okay, I'll just have to hold here. I'm How good are you, today. Buddy? How are you guys? Not bad, not bad. Just uh, just hanging in there. Just first and foremost, just um, tell us your mindset as they go into a do-or-die game here in Game 4. Well, I mean, everything's just based on you only have to worry about today. I mean, 
There's no thought process on winning four in a row. And the last thing I would talk about is winning four in a row because that seems like a daunting task. But if you just worry about today and just win today, then all of a sudden you're going back home. Got to believe that you're going to win at home. And then you'd only have to win one more game on the road and bring it back home. So, But I would just worry about winning today and then take tomorrow as it comes. I'm not sure if you saw some of the comments, but uh, off the top of the show, I brought up Mitch Marner continuing to say he doesn't listen. He doesn't watch the media. We all know that's not true. Nylander said, I think it'll be fun tomorrow because that's when you have to play your best. Like, do you make much of when, when players address the media in big moments like this? Well, I mean, look, at we all we all watched it for years and seen it in every every series. At some point in the series, the same thing is done. I really do believe Mitch hasn't watched uh, a video. I never, when we were losing, uh, I never watched the news, never read the paper, never listen to the radio sports, never, never do any of that. I try to keep all that away. So I can picture him doing that. But I mean, he knows the situation. He knows he there's media around him. He knows the questions that are being asked. So he's he's been around it long enough to know that he knows what's uh, being printed uh, and said on radio back home. So, I mean, he's well aware of that. I mean, and like like we say all the time, some guys fear this moment, and it seems like Nylander is embracing the moment. And uh, that's what you have to do is, you know, if you if you want it, you want to win, and you, you want to be the hero because when you're in the driveway, when you're eight years old, you're always scoring the goal in uh, overtime in game seven. These are the moments that you want because you want to be the best player on the ice. So I, th- I think that's the attitude you've got to take if you want to be successful. Doing something that other people can't do is always a great motivator. That's that's uh, one of my self-motivations, uh, I think. And um, so that's, that's what it's going to be. And, I mean, I believe that they will come out in the first period and tonight, and maybe I'm answering your questions before you ask them, but, I mean, I believe that they will they will come out and they will throw their best effort and if uh, uh, if they don't have a lead after the first period, then I would start to worry a little bit. Gabby, is Florida getting enough credit for the way they're playing in this series? Because obviously in this market, everybody's talking about how dog shit the Leafs have been. Do you think it's a more case of the Panthers being good or is it somewhere in between here? Well, I mean, I think the Panthers are good. I mean... Let's not forget, and everybody knows that they were the President's Trophy winner a year ago. And, I mean, they struggled for most of the season, but we've all seen it in sports in every every sense of the word, uh, from basketball, football, baseball, hockey, that if you get hot at the right time, and, I mean, you can, you can be successful. And uh, this is a good team that wasn't very good uh, most of the year, but our are playing to form and they believe in themselves and they're not getting enough credit. Look at they, I always, you know, I've been talking to friends around here and, and they're saying, Oh yeah. Like, I mean, the Leafs are getting, you know, uh, beat by an eighth seed. Let's not forget that they had to beat Boston three in a row. And you know, you can complain about Boston not playing as well, but they Boston hadn't lost three in a row all year. They've set, all kinds of records to beat Boston. You have to be a good team. I mean, 
And if I was if I was Florida, I wouldn't fear anybody right now. I mean, you just bet the beat the best team in the NHL, and so anybody else that you play is not as good as them. Yeah, and of course they're getting the goaltending right now. Like uh, just the, the the reality that Alex Lyons started the postseason for the Florida Panthers, and then suddenly Sergey Bobrovsky has found his groove, and he's playing with the Bobrovsky who won you know two Vesna trophies back in his career. From a formalist standpoint, what, what needs to be the magic formula for the Maple Leafs team? Like the biggest thing I brought up here in the last couple of days, the core four, like the utter no-show in the first three games is the most mystifying thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I don't I don't understand that. I mean, I don't know any of those individuals um, uh, personally, so it's hard for me to, to, to make a statement about or make a thought process of, of what's happening. But the one thing I know that they have to do is they've got to get to the net. I mean, and that's the one thing you hear a lot about um, the process. And Paul Maurice has been talking about this. And playoff hockey, it's different. Regular season hockey is totally different from reg- from playoff hockey. And usually the pretty plays, the the you know the nice goals, they're not they're not uh, all the all the time there. It's the gritty goals it's the getting to the front of the net the tips the doing the ugly grunt things that end up scoring goals and in the end wins and sometimes uh, i think the leafs are are a little cute and when you're too cute and you're not shooting and getting traffic in front of bobrovsky he's usually going to stop it so i think that's a formula i'm sure sheldon's told these guys and they're all telling them that this is what's happening so i mean uh, they just got to go out and do it. I mean, if it, look at, I really believe they're a really good team, and that if if they come out and they play that way, just like Vegas is a really good team, and they had to go out and prove it to Edmonton in Edmonton after they'd been soundly beaten, uh, that they'll come they'll come back and bring this thing to Toronto. I hope so, but I expected that on Sunday and then just nothing. So I have no clue what to expect in this one. Uh, the, the biggest thing I've noticed is Florida's forecheck and their puck pressure. And again, puck management has been a thing. It's been very poor for the Leafs, even dating back to the first round. I can ask you as a head coach in this league, what are the types of things they can do to combat uh, sort of what Florida's doing forecheck-wise and puck pressure-wise? Well, I mean... Uh, Florida, Florida's doing a great job of forechecking, and they're sending two men in on the puck, and and they're dislodging it. I mean, I think the Leafs have got to do a little bit what Carolina does, and all Carolina does is they go back and they rim the puck as hard as they can, and the the forwards are waiting out at the blue line, and they win the battle at the blue line. And I wouldn't be cute. I wouldn't go D to D. I wouldn't be doing chips. I'd be getting it back, and I would just be getting that puck out as fast as you can. And let's play hockey in the neutral zone, but let's not allow them to get a forecheck going here against us. And that's uh, uh, that's what when Florida gets the forecheck going, then everything else seems to work for them. They gain they gain strength. It's like friggin' um, Superman, you know, like I mean, uh, uh, or the Hulk gets strength as he gets madder. And this is and when they get the forecheck going, they they get better and better and better. Wouldn't allow the forecheck to happen if you could just get it out. And make sure that, and like, I mean, uh, and not on, on one side too. Like, I mean, you would say, uh, as a coach, say, listen, we're going out the weak side. Every time the puck is dumped in, we're coming out the weak side. So the forwards can get to the boards there and you can you can get one or two guys and they fight the battle high at the blue line 
and just chip it out and go from there. And that's how Carolina leads the league in exits every year. And, uh, and they're successful at it. So, I mean, something of that nature is what I'd be thinking. I mean, I haven't, I don't, haven't privy to watching the tapes over and over and over again, but that's what I would do from a, from a stand, from a guy that's just watching the games. It makes sense, but again, um, you know, watching that game on Sunday, we've seen it throughout the regular season at bits and pieces. They're lacking that intensity. And I ask you as a head coach, like, I know everybody's different. Every generation is different, but how do you breed intensity? Like, they've done everything they've could. That's why, if you were to ask me six months ago, I'm putting this on the GM. I don't know who to blame now because I think the onus is on the players. You would probably agree. I think the GM's done a great job. I think Sheldon Keefe's an excellent coach, but it seems like Whoever it is behind the bench, they've made so many changes. Nobody can step up and do their thing on the ice and play intense and play urgent hockey. Listen, they're being given a really good game plan. I can tell you that. And it is the onus is on the players at this stage and the will and the want. And I always use those two phrases. It's the will and the want that's going to get you the success. And the will to win the one-on-one battles and the want to do it. And uh, um, I they can't make them do it. They can't. I'm sure Sheldon has tried everything from berating them to praising them to, uh, to every other little aspect of it, but the players have got to go out and want it if they, and that's what, that's what I thought Vegas did against Edmonton the other day. They went out and wanted it. They were played with such great discipline. They didn't take any penalties and that's the case. And, and the other thing is in, in, you alluded to it a little bit is that when you play a game and you don't get any power plays, and I tell my teams this, if we're not getting any power plays is we're not working hard enough to make other teams pull us down or what have you. And that's what the Leafs have got to do. They got to work to the point where they're, they're making Florida um, pull them down slash get, you know, those things. So, I mean, but like last game, they got no power plays. They got, when that happens, usually you got no one to blame but yourself because you're not working hard enough to get this, get the penalties created. Everyone's too busy, uh, you know, blaming list your referee on social media when I think you just look at the team on the ice, and I think you're bang on with that assessment. Lastly, your thoughts on Joseph Wall, his first ever postseason start here in Game 4. Well, we're going to see, right? I mean, uh, I thought when he went in against Tampa Bay, um, I think it was the last regular season game in Tampa. I mean, he did an excellent job. I think it was 47 saves or 47 shots on him, uh, you know, but uh, uh, this is another little added pressure. I mean, he's there's so much on the table for him. He's playing for next year right now. Can I be the starter next year? If I do good, they're going to want me. If I, if I crap the bed, is this something where they're going to have to go out and get a free agent goalie because they don't have faith in me? So there's a lot of pressure on this young man, and uh, but he looks like he's come through in the past, and I expect him. It's not like he's just got called up and he's thrown in. He's been with the Leafs for a while now, so I think the Leafs have faith in him. I think he'll do do well. I don't think he will be the reason the Leafs lose for sure. He might be the reason the Leafs win, but he won't be the reason the Leafs lose. Well, my friend, you always come through for us, and we're always so thankful for you to take some time here on the show. Appreciate it, and hope we have more of a conversation moving forward, and the Leafs are still in this thing. But obviously, it's a, a daunting task for this team. Thanks for this. No problem. Look forward to talking to you again. Sounds good, bud. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. 
There you have it. Uh, one of the best in the business, folks. Uh, Bruce Boudreau had the uh, the chance to build a relationship over the last couple of years. He's an absolute gem, and we're always so thankful of him to make some time. I just think he offers such a unique aspect uh, to the broadcast, to the show, to the channel. Uh, just what's going on behind the scenes with Sheldon Keefe. Obviously, Gabby's a big-time Maple Leafs fan. I think it's so hilarious that he'll be coaching like Vancouver or Minnesota or Washington and He's never shied away from the fact that he still watches the Maple Leafs games. And I just, for one, would love to see Gabby Boudreaux return home in a coaching capacity, in some type of capacity with this Toronto Maple Leafs team because he has that passion. He has that pride. And I think he's earned his opportunity to maybe be that guy to finally put this team over the hump. But a story for a different day. I believe in Sheldon Keefe. I believe in Kyle Dubas. I think they've done all they've could. I said this in the interview. I mean... At some point in time, the blame has to be placed somewhere else. And there's scapegoats in this league. And, you know, obviously people will take the fall for this if they can't come back and find a way to win this series. But it comes down to the players for me. And maybe that's on the GM for putting the players together. But you can't play the games. Again, if you were to pull me like a year ago, I would have said Kyle Dubas for sure. I don't know what else Kyle Dubas could have done to this roster with exception of maybe a big monster trade. Just those are hard to make. And again, the, the talent alone, why would you want to trade these guys? But now I I really, really do get it. So once again, many thanks to Bruce Boudreaux. The Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now. 19 plus, please play responsibly. So we, folks, we got another winner yesterday. How about the uh, the Dallas Stars? And uh, at risk of being too sarcastic here, they responded. We love to see a response here on the show. Again, not to look back at Sunday, no response by the Leafs, uh, and they lost that game. Sam Reinhardt scores the OT winner. So looking forward at game four tonight, I agree with Bruce Boudreaux. I think there will be a response, at least in the first period, where the Leafs actually show up. I've been proven wrong. I've been proven right. I'm hoping uh, I'm right in this scenario. So I'm going to take a sniff at the first period over a goal and a half at minus 160, as you see on your screen, minus 161 to be precise. I think the Leafs have a hot start. Maybe themselves score two goals in the first period. And let's just hope the big boys showed up, show up, I should say. Um, maybe the likes of uh, Nylander gets on the board, Matthews, Marner, anybody. I'm begging for a goal from somebody other than Sam Lafferty or David Camp or something like that. Like it's just a crazy, crazy narrative and storyline so far in this series. So I like the over one and a half there in the first period here for game four between the Leafs and the Florida Panthers. From there, let's roll on over to the chat. Uh, many thank you to everybody who is appreciative of us getting uh, Gabby Bujo back on the show. We've had him on a couple times. He's just been so kind and so great to us. Um, a lot of people saying the lines, just they don't care anymore. They're like me in the opening segment. Just just play the game. I don't care who's together anymore. Somebody do something. Like I, I joked with Rosie throughout the season. His marquee line, his catchphrase on this show was somebody fucking do something. And like we should make t-shirts because watching game three, Again, I'm so put off with this team. I'm so tired. I'm so finished. All I want to do is just watch the game and hope for the best. I mean, there's not much more we can say at all anymore in terms of trying to spark this team or anything like that. So I'm just going to sit back. I'm going to watch this game. Uh, as many of you are sort of uh, remarking on social media here in the chat, YouTube's on fire right now, 248 concurrent viewers. Uh, Patrick G. Mafia, great point. Wall has a great opportunity. It goes without saying. I think obviously he's in the future plans of this team, but it also says something of how much stock and stake you put in Matt Murray last offseason. And yeah, he is an option and he is not playing in the biggest game of your season. Speaks for itself. And maybe it's an indictment on Joseph Wall, how much of a success story he's been for this Maple Leafs team this season. But it is what it is. I have confidence. I have faith in Joseph Wall. 
as I've said the last couple of days, I don't think it matters or mattered who was in between the pipes on Sunday. They were going to lose that game because they just completely no-showed. Um, Patrick G. Mafia, again, we win nine periods. It's game seven. I like the optimism. I really, really do, and I'm trying to get behind that again. I just look at Sunday, and I'm like, man, oh, man, it was just tough. The, the most important game of the season, and you couldn't rise up to the occasion. Duke 2.0, what a sweetheart. Couldn't agree more. Um, you know, uh, doing it for fun, 888. Traffic, more shots. I agree. That's exactly what Gabby Bujo said. They got to make life difficult for Sergey Bobrovsky, especially now that he's locked in. You got to do something to get in front of him, get in the dirty areas. Again, I've been saying this, like, just look at the Florida Panthers. Look at how they're scoring goals. Look at how they're generating chances. Just feed off them. Like, they're playing with so much pride and belief and passion. And unfortunately, the Leafs are playing with the opposite, at least back in uh, in game three of this series. But to me, it's it's pretty crazy that the first couple games of the series, at least for the better team, and you expect them to put the foot on the throat in game three, find a way and make it a 2-1 series. And here we are um, to make it, uh, you know, a 3 nothing series deficit. Mr. Mr. 5893, I'm shaving my beard tonight, methinks. No, don't say that. We we want to stay positive on the show. Keep that beard going. It's going to be a thing coming up on Thursday. Scott Campbell, wall is fine. It's the Leafs total team D that stinks. I could not agree more with that uh, statement, by the way. It just, again, it does not matter who played, who has been playing. Uh, they, they've been getting the saves for the most part. It's just the timeliness of the goals. Again, I wasn't crazy about the OT winner. Wraparound stink, but... The Team D has been atrocious. And again, it, it gets back to the puck man management conversation where it's like you can't get the puck out of your zone. And we talked about this. I talked about this with Gabby too. Like, just keep it simple. Like, they're, they're trying to be too cute and too pretty exiting the zone and it's burning them alive. Like, I, I think if you really, really watch in depthly, it's been a very simplistic game plan by the Florida Panthers. And I think you look across the ice and you're like, maybe we play that way. Maybe we have a bit more success. And they're playing with pugnacity, strong forecheck, puck pressure, all that stuff. And I would love to see the Leafs go back to the basics. But at this point, they've been doing this for like four or five years. So I don't expect it. And as Bruce said, I mean, there's only so much a coach can say in terms of firing his boys up. I'm sure he tried everything by this point in time. So it really is put up or shut up time. Uh, thank you to everybody in the chat. Last one to LP Quagmire. You got a belief. And that's a perfect way to end this show. Many thanks to Jay Rosehill for another great edition of Three Hits with Rosie. Everybody in the chat, again, you guys have been fantastic. If you're not subscribed at the Least Nation 401, we are closing in on 2,000 subscribers. I have all of you to thank for this. Again, we've only been around on the uh, new YouTube channel for about a couple months to get to 2K would be unbelievable. So at the Least Nation 401, many thanks to producer Alex. I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for watching and listening. And hopefully we have a game five to tee up on Thursday. Take care. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.